Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed. Drizzly rainy morning here at Wax and uh, at your place as well this morning. In some places, it might even be white. might even be a little snow out there as uh, the temperatures are conducive to that. It's 38 here and, uh, well, some places up north, a little colder. It has to be to get snow, doesn't it? So that's what we're looking at. Pretty good snow or pretty good rain yesterday and uh, into the evening and the overnight hours. So uh, Mother Nature giving us some nice, soft rains for the most part. And uh, that'll get us closer to closer to melt off, and closer to spring. We've got uh, 36 degrees right now, and we won't warm up much more than that. Maybe 38. That's about it. Uh, warm spot right now is Lacrosse. They're at 44. They're always warmer. Remember yesterday, the day before, they were about 75, and we got about 60 around here. So we got uh, some warming up to do. But it's uh, only March, and uh, we will get her done. Seven minutes before 5 o'clock as we look at the chores this morning. Bob and Jill, and I guess we better see if we got a calf update here. What's the story? No, we've got 20. 20? So we're you had two or three yesterday. Oh, we had two yesterday. Two more girls. No, you you got 50 cows that you got? Or 60? 60. So you got to calve 40 more. Yeah. Or 39 more, one had twins, whatever the case may be. And you're going to name every one of them with a K. That's the goal. You think you can find enough K names or you want some help? If you got some K names out there, <laughs> email them in so Jill doesn't have to scratch her head so far, so hard to name all these calves. But uh, are you making names up or are you using names that we would recognize as K? Well, yesterday we had Kaya and Kate and Kylie. Okay, well, so. those are good recognizable names, but you come up with 60 of them, that's going to be a creative uh, effort. Well, yeah, we work we work hard at it. Not but <laughs> sometimes lose. we get a little creative. Sometimes, you know, if it's a mean cow, we just do that that killer. name that can go for killer. either way. Killer, you name the calf killer, huh? <laughs> you know, hey, you know that's an idea. It does start with K. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, calf count is up to twenty now on on the Welke Land and Cattle Company Enterprise. <laughs> And, uh, oh, yesterday, uh, late yesterday afternoon into evening, we had a meeting of a committee that's going to be working on the site selection for Farm Technology Days 2024 in Chippewa County. And, again, no date has been set, but it looks like that show will not be a July show, either a June show or an August show. So we'll find out the state meeting for Farm Technology Days is going to be on April 6th, and uh, they'll people from Chippewa County will take that information and that request down to them and uh, see what the state will approve as far as the date is concerned. So no date yet set. We'll find that out uh, April 6th. But we did get together to talk about uh, soliciting farms. So if you're farming in Chippewa County this morning, I guess we kind of uh, will let the others kind of take a breath here. But if you're farming in Chippewa County and you think you'd like to host or be considered to host it, then uh, get a hold of the Chippewa Economic Development Corporation, and they will have uh, applications. Maybe not be online yet, but they will be online shortly. But at this point in time, just start talking about it among the family. And if you'd like to do it, uh, it's got to be about, oh, 70 acres of relatively flat ground for Tent City, another oh, 80 acres for parking, and maybe 250 for field demonstrations. And of course, this is a forage show. So, again, it would be to, to make hay however the farmer puts it up, and uh, those are the requirements. There are a few other things as well, and all those uh, information pieces will be uh, online, and you can request that from the Economic Development Corporation up in Chippewa Falls to host it. But, uh, again, if uh, you've, you've got the kind of land base of relatively flat land in Chippewa County, 
and you'd like to be considered. And uh, we talked last night about a whole lot of farms in Chippewa County that would fit the bill. And uh, so hopefully they are at least considering it, or you are at least considering it out there. But talk to the family and figure out how it might fit into your operation. Again, this is a 2024 show, so it's kind of a, a short string compared to how other farm other counties have had a chance to put this together. So think about it. But we'll talk more about that uh, here in the very near future. But, again, Chippewa County farmers start thinking about hosting. You're in Eau Claire County, and your land and cattle company wouldn't handle that, would it? No, I'm kind of hilly and valley back in there. <laughs> yeah, that might not work for Tent City. But, uh, again, Chippewa County, let's have farmers step up and uh, volunteer to host that. There are some, some things involved. All right, let's take a quick check of our weather this morning. Marquardt Motors bringing us the weather. They're looking to hire an automotive parts specialist. And, of course, at Marquardt, they offer a competitive salary with a generous benefits package. Apply in person, online, or at marquardtmotors.com. More rain and even some snow up north in the forecast. I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, any blizzard or anything like that, but it, it's still falling out there and will for a time today. About 38, 45 tomorrow and cloudy, a chance of uh, maybe some more rain snow showers on Friday with a high of about 40, then partly sunny over the weekend into Monday, 30s on the weekend and 40 on Monday. Right now, we're 36 degrees here in Eau Claire. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, 36 degrees, looking for only about 38 today. And then tomorrow, 45 uh, and cloudy. Again, rain, snow mixed today. Better chance of snow further north, but I think you're probably seeing a little of that right now. A little rain, snow in the area today. Snow up north. It's about a minute after 5. Let's start with some news this morning. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. St. Bernard Parish President Guy McGinnis is giving an update on the deadly storm that ripped through the New Orleans area late Tuesday night. More from Mark Mayfield. McGinnis and a tornado touched down in Araby and traveled about two miles, leaving a path of devastation. We have homes along that whole stretch that were severely damaged, some more than others. But like I said, we have a home... I was lifted off this foundation and put into the middle of the street. Parish officials say at least one person was killed and several were injured, although an exact number wasn't given. The U.S. is reportedly looking to resettle more Ukrainian refugees as the Russian invasion rages on. Reuters cites three people familiar with the situation that say the administration wants to launch an initiative to allow more refugees into the country. State Department documents seen by the outlet show that just seven Ukrainian refugees were taken in by the U.S. between March 1st and the 16th. Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson believes the right to terminate a pregnancy is settled law in the U.S. In order to revisit, the Supreme Court looks at various factors because stare decisis is a very important principle. Testifying in her Senate confirmation hearing, Jackson said federal laws allowing abortion have been reaffirmed by the Supreme Court. Nearly one in every three American workers makes less than $15 an hour. That's according to new research from the anti-poverty group Oxfam America. The study also says 47% of black workers make less than $15 an hour, almost twice the number of their white counterparts. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And I was just looking through our brochure. I forgot about all the things uh, we didn't talk about in that spot about our trip. First day, we'll go to Salzburg, go to the uh, Wagyu operation, a Wagyu cattle farm around Salzburg in Austria. We'll go to Mozart's home in uh, around uh, Salzburg. We're also going to go the next day. The Wilder Kaiser, a local dairy farm located in Kirchdorf, learn about cheese making. We'll also on that day go to the Eagle's Nest, Hitler's Berchtus Garden, Eagle's Nest. And uh, the next day we'll go to another local dairy farm in the area. 
and uh, do a whole bunch of new Schwanstein Castle. You see the castle at Disney World? Well, the real castle that that's patterned after is in Germany. It's Disney's Magic Kingdom Castle and built by King Ludwig, and it is really something to see. We'll go to Omergaumergau for the Passion Play, and we'll also, uh, while we're doing that, we're going to spend a day around Munich, and at that day we'll go to Dachau, the concentration camp, for a guided tour for that. So just a lot of really great things that we're going to be able to see and experience while we're in uh, Germany, Austria, 1st through the 9th of August. So uh, come on along. Get a hold of Holiday Vacations. We're going to have a really good time. See a lot of interesting things in the beautiful, beautiful Alps of Switzerland and Austria and Germany. So it should be a good time. Hey, weather-wise, the rain and snow up north today. little snow. I don't think it's going to be anything to get the plow out for. But uh, probably a little bit of uh, nice white on the ground up there. 38 degrees of high today. Cloudy tomorrow, 45. Maybe some more precipitation on Friday with a high about 40. And partly sunny on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. The warm day will be Monday, and that's only going to be 40 degrees. Right now, Medford's 33. A little snow around Rice Lake and about 36. Wausau, 34 with some rain. Green Bay, 35. Marshfield, 34. Lacrosse 44 this morning. Madison, some rain at 41. Milwaukee, 41 with some rain. And here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area right now, we've got 36 degrees. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It is market time this morning, and we start with the cash livestock, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. And where are we at, Jill? Choice fed beef steers are one twenty-seven to one forty-two and a half, with mix coming in at ninety to one twenty-seven. Choice fed beef heifers are one twenty-seven to one thirty-nine, with mixed at ninety-six to one twenty-six. Choice fed Holstein steers are one eighteen to one thirty-two, with selects at fifty to one seventeen. Cows are at sixty-two to one hundred five. Bulls are seventy-two to one hundred nine. Butcher hogs are 67 to 90. Sows are 66 to 72 and a half. Boars are 27 to 29 and a half. New crop market lambs are 145 to 190. Old crop market lambs are 110 to 165. And feeder lambs are 170 to 340. And at the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures, cattle were lower yesterday. April fed cattle 139.42 down 62. June at 135.70 down 65. August 136.92 down 35. And October at 143.60, that's down 37. Feeder cattle for April, 160.57, down 62. May, 165.42, down 32. August feeder cattle, 175.85, down 30. And September at 181.50, down 32. Hogs, uh, lean hog carcass contracts. The April contract was down 37 cents at 100.25. May was up 15 at 111.22. June, 120.07. That's up 25. And July hogs, 119.82. That was up 62. And another wild day on the board because of this Ukrainian situation. Commodities were up early. And then talk of a possible settlement in Ukraine, which we are all hoping for, brought prices down. And then uh, overnight, prices moved a little higher again. July corn overnight went up one to two cents at seven thirty one. The oats up three at six seventy two. July wheat up four at eleven oh five. July soybeans up fourteen at sixteen ninety three. Meal up three seventy a ton at four seventy four twenty. Dairy prices higher. Barrel cheese up eight and a half cents two fifteen and a half. Blocks up seven and a quarter to two twenty one a pound. Butter up two cents two seventy nine and three quarters. Class three prices. We've got some twenty five dollar milk on the board since twenty fourteen. We haven't seen that. March up two at twenty two forty two. April up fifty seven at twenty four thirty one. May up forty nine at twenty five oh three. June at twenty five dollars even up thirty eight cents. And July up twenty five at twenty four seventy five. That's the way the markets look this morning, courtesy of the folks at Rural Mutual Insurance. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report. 
Mother Nature providing a little spring moisture for us, something we can need as we get into the spring planting season in a little while, not yet. Let's talk about that and other issues. Brad Matson joins us, Brad Lead Agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative. And uh, nice spring rains this time of the year are always welcome, aren't they, Brad? Oh, we'll take that any day of the week, get some green grass coming here, and uh, get us a little bit more excited for the start of the 2022 spring planting rush. So uh, kind of looking forward to it. Everybody's nervous this time, but we're uh, um, seeing some robins now, so it's uh, we're definitely getting closer to that point, Bob. You bet. Everybody's getting excited and nervous, and the unknown. We've never had a spring planting season like this, when we talk about input costs, fertilizer being one of the real challenges this year. Brad, what are you you hearing and what are you seeing over the weekend? The Canadian Pacific Railroad, of course, shut down by a Teamster strike. I would assume that means prices are only going to go higher. This is the first time through this whole um, mirage of of uh, supply, demand, price, that it's actually probably going to actually input supply issues because with the Ukrainian war, potash is, is definitely going to be uh, uh, limited from from those sources. And now uh, with most of our potash coming from Canada, that is definitely going to impact those types of uh, products as we move forward into spring. So we could probably find, see the first time it's actually going to be a supply issue instead of uh uh, emotional and all the other things that have been driving the prices so far. And those prices are still going higher. There's some un- outlandish quotes. Yeah, we got, you know, anhydrous pushing $1,700 a ton. I've heard prices out there of $1,000 or more for uh, dry urea and 900 in the potash range and over 900 for phosphates. I've been, been in this business a long time, Bob, about the same as you, and never, ever seen anything. And I can remember the day was where it was hard to sell $75 a ton potash, and, and here we are over 15-fold higher just about. So it is just unbelievable and crazy. You guys have got to be nervous. Farmers are nervous. Do we change our cropping program? This is unknown territory. Oh, absolutely, and it's it's really put a lot of work on all agronomists because we've been reworking plans and looking at that. We're doing more budgets. Uh, I'm going to budget for every farm because I want to know that the decisions we're making is going to be a profitable decision. You know, with these prices on the uh, crops, we can't afford to lose any yield, but, you know, what's that magic point? And, and so there's been a lot of tweaking. We've come up with more mixes, so we're getting more precise in, in some of the recommendations that we're doing versus a one mix for the whole entire farm. So a lot of changes in, in the way our agronomists are, are tackling the situation this year. It's creating a lot more work. It's going to create a little bit more work for all our applicators and stuff because it's going to be more mixes and keeping track of those mixes. And we're doing a lot more variable rate is happening. So we're applying it where we need it and cutting back on places we don't need it. So and do you have a chance for farmers to come into the mills and, and talk to you guys? you got some open houses coming up. Uh, where and when? Yeah, next week uh, we've got one in, uh, on Tuesday, March 29th, up at uh, Country Air Restaurant in Stratford. And then the next day, uh, March 30th, down here at uh, Skyline Golf Course in Black River Falls, we'll be talking about uh, uh, optimizing maximum yields. We'll be talking about tar spot. We're having a drone operator that we're, you know, we're pending on some new technology where drones are going to be available to spread dry and liquid products here at, a, at an economical level. So that's going to give us some things. They're going to talk about where we are with that and looking at that. We're going to talk about biologicals. We've got a lot of stuff in the popular press about biologicals and, you know, how do you separate truth from fiction? Because, again, you want to make sure that you're getting return on stuff you use and not just... We'll put it on and hope it works, because this is definitely not the year for hoping. It's the year for knowing. That is for sure. And again, uh, what time of day are those? Do we need the farmers to pre-register? Are you going to have food for them? How does that work? Yep, we'll have a meal afterwards. We ask that you register by March 25th with an agronomist from uh, Provision Partners, and they can give you more details on it. I think it's some very good topics. This tar spot's so really unknown and can have such a huge impact, so being really knowledgeable so that you can act ahead of time and and prevent that from yields because 
you know, with the $6 corn, and if you can lose 30 and 40 bushels, which was common in a lot of places last year, that's going to be a, a tremendous hit on your bottom line, yet you don't want to just be randomly out there applying some of these products. So understanding it, and again, knowing instead of hoping, Bob, it's, it's a, kind of a pet peeve I've got this year is we better be making very educated and specific decisions as we move forward. Thank you, Brad. Brad Matson uh, joining us again this morning, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative. And again, uh, contact your Provision Partners co-op and uh, find out about those meetings. Get registered. Good stuff. Hey, we've got some other farm news we're going to take a look at next right here on Wax. Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile. A lot of land comes with a lot of work. The Kubota MX Series has a lot to offer. Part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup, rated number one for reliability, they feature the versatility to mow, move hay bales, grade roads, and clear brush and snow. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Chili Implement in Chile, west of Marshfield on H, then south on Y, 715-683-2444. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And talking with Brad about uh, fertilizer supplies, uh, Jill, what's going on in Canada isn't going to help. No, the supply chain problems got a little worse this past weekend. That's because a labor strike that began on Sunday by the Teamsters Union against the Canadian Pacific Railroad has shut down rail activities for Canada's second largest railroad. Both sides blame the other for the work stoppage as federal mediators continue to try to bring the union and the railroad back to the bargaining table. The strike will affect the U.S. as Canadian Pacific trains come as far, far south as in this, this country to Kansas City and haul 75% of the fertilizer moved in from Canada. 86% of the potash fertilizer used in the U.S. comes from Canada and most of it comes by rail. New reports now indicate the strike may over, may be soon over, as both sides have agreed to arbitration to settle the strike. Yeah, that's going to be a big thing. And hopefully, and as we speak, maybe they've settled it already. So, again, we'll keep an eye on that, but very important. Coming up, Aaron Zimmerman is going to join us, talking with some of the national FFA officers. That includes his sister. We'll talk about that next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Some of the busiest young people in agriculture are national FFA officers. Bob Bosold at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Because we only have a few and we've got a lot of states and a lot of chapters and a lot of members to get to around the country every year. And Aaron, you had a chance to talk to a couple of busy young FFA officers that were in Wisconsin. Yes, sir, I did. And yeah, you're right. You know, they try to make it across to every state in the United States to visit students, to visit sponsors, and to visit with people in agriculture. Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I had the chance to talk with my little sister, Courtney Zimmerman, from right here in Wisconsin. She's serving as the Central Region Vice President, as well as Jackson Sylvester. He's serving as the National FFA Secretary from Delaware. They told me all about their adventures that they've had so far as national officers since I talked to them last time, as well as we talked a little bit about them serving as ambassadors for agriculture, for students, for sponsors, and how they get to connect with them all year long. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely from the last time I was on air with you all, it was a little bit of a high emotion day that day because that was the same day as the election. And ever since then, you know, National FFA has kind of swept us off our feet and um, we've been diving headfirst into training. So the first quarter of our year was pretty much spent at the National FFA Center where we trained in in so many different aspects, whether that's um, preparing keynotes that we eventually give at state conventions or developing workshops for students, um, 
no matter the age range or even Jackson has mentioned multiple times of we've learned everything from obviously those kind of those hard skills to also how do colors that we use on a tear sheet make students feel and how can we truly get on a personal basis with students so we've trained over the last few months and worked really hard of preparing for anything and anything that can happen on the road and how we can handle situations and how we can promote FFA to not only our FFA members but those who maybe don't know what FFA is and then also those who support us along the way as well. Definitely. And Jackson, you know, you mentioned a little bit when we were talking about that kind of the first half of the year, that training gets to be a little bit different in the second half of the year, because once you get out kind of in the second half, you get to use all those things you learn, get to work with students, get to work with sponsors, all that kind of stuff. Tell us kind of a little bit of out of the training now, what other things you've started to get involved with and kind of what things look like going forward. Yeah. So like Courtney mentioned, we've spent the last four months or so Really just based out of Indianapolis, Indiana at the National FFA Center where we've primarily focused in on training. And, and now we finally, we've been eager for the last four months, we finally get to put all this training truly into work as we embark on what we call our convention slash travel season. So Courtney and I and the rest of our fellow National Officer teammates are going to spend about the next six months or so going from all corners and nooks and crannies within the country visiting FFA chapters, attending camps, conferences, FFA conventions, you name it. If they put a request in, we come and we do our best to show up, show out, and just really hang out with FFA members. And and I know on behalf of my entire team, that's why we ran. We ran so we could go and hang out with these FFA members and, and share our word and our message that that we want to share all year long. And so it's been truly just a blessing to start this season. We just started about a week ago, so we're fresh into our traveling convention season. But I know that we're all really, really excited to continue to bark on the next six months of this National FFA office journey, and we're really excited to get out there and meet with our FFA members. And now, Courtney, let's talk a little bit. Obviously, you know, here in Wisconsin, our state convention is in June, which actually is kind of towards the end of convention season for a lot of states. Talk a little bit about you've been to Utah so far and have more on your list talk about kind of maybe what some of the different conventions have going on some of the places you'll be going and and i guess maybe some differences from wisconsin yeah absolutely so um like you said i have been fortunate enough that i kicked off my convention season just here about a week ago where i went out to utah and i was out there for a few days in their convention and just seeing how different it was and it was really interesting because they haven't had an in-person convention in two years so a majority of not only the members but also the new state officers that were elected some of them it was their very first time at a convention which was very eye-opening to me and just realizing of how each of the states are in such a different place when it comes to COVID and how they're approaching FFA membership and what that looks like in their state Um, but after this I'll be headed to a whole bunch of different conventions and it's also pretty cool because so initially I actually ended up being fortunate enough to travel to the state of Hawaii for their convention. Um, But shortly after hearing that, I unfortunately got an email saying that their convention went virtual. And so that was kind of a bummer. But I'm still excited that even though I don't get to travel out to Hawaii, I still get to connect with those members. And although the time zones are going to be goofy, so I may be giving a workshop at 2 a.m. our time, I'll still be able to connect in with those members and hear what they have going on there and how different it looks. But then also I get to continue to travel across the United States and come back to the Midwest. I'll be in Minnesota and Kansas. I'll reach all the way over to Pennsylvania and Maryland. And like you said, come June, that's kind of my hot convention time where I'll go from week to week, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Maryland, all back to back uh, week after week. And I'm just really excited. Like you had mentioned, June is kind of the end, kind of the slowdown of conventions. And come the last week of June, I'll be in my last convention. And it's kind of crazy to think, though, because here in Wisconsin, we're so used to June being the convention season. But now we are in March and I'm already attending conventions. So it's kind of crazy to think that June is really coming up quickly on us and it'll be here before we know it for sure now jackson let's talk a little bit we've talked a lot about all your interactions with members that you get throughout the year whether it's at a convention workshops you know other requests that you say you have but outside of that actually one of the reasons why you're here in wisconsin this week is also to talk to sponsors and supporters of ffa let's talk a little bit about that and you know why your job is so important not only to serve students but also to continue to help gain support for FFA and for FFA members across the nation. Yeah, I often refer to it as 
we can only be successful as an organization, as the community that we can build around us. And it's incredible, but also really important that us as national officers take time to go out, visit our sponsors, and really show our appreciation for what they do and showcase not only the success that the students are having, but reassured them that their success is because of the support that we gain from them. So Courtney and I actually have the pleasure of having the chance to meet with the CEO and CFO of Culver's. Culver's is truly just an inspirational organization, an organization and company that thrives and focuses heavily on their involvement and support within not only the agriculture industry, but also our organization as a whole. As we continue to go through conventions, we slowly will be doing lots of different of these industry and foundation visits. I know I'm going personally to Texas and Montana in the next two weeks just to go visit these people and express our gratitude for all their support for our organization because I know personally I wouldn't be where I'm at today without the Culver's, without the John Deere's, without the CSX, without those companies that, that took time and took their resources to ensure that National FFA can provide the best, the highest quality conferences and materials for our students is what develops us as an organization and will provide the future leaders of tomorrow. And now I got to ask you, being that this is your first time in Wisconsin here as a national officer, tell me a little bit about your experience, kind of some things that you've learned maybe in Wisconsin, maybe are different from home or what you've enjoyed about it so far. Yeah. So when I, when I landed at, in central Wisconsin, the very first thing that I noticed was that it was March 12th and there was snow on the ground. See, in Delaware, we don't have snow on the ground in March. That was gone weeks ago. So it was very different stepping into to, into a state that at this point of the year, we're still seeing snow. And then I woke up the next day and uh, there was snow falling from the sky, which was, which was kind of odd as well for me. Uh, but I absolutely love Wisconsin. I've truly come to really appreciate it over the last few days, spending time here within some of the ag education classrooms, but also uh, hanging out with Courtney and her family as well. And a little bit of a, my backstory, I've been raised around the dairy industry since I was four years old. My dad grew up on a production dairy, transitioned into trimming hooves, and I've been showing dairy cattle since I was four. So you definitely have a friend of the dairy industry and uh, here with myself, and it's really awesome to come into a state that truly embraces the dairy industry and looks on how we can grow within the dairy industry rather than running from some of the challenges that it sometimes provides. And uh, those aren't too... Wonderful young people. I think they got it right when they selected this officer team, including, uh, and that was uh, Aaron Zimmerman, our Aaron Zimmerman doing the interview, which included his sister, Courtney, which uh, they're your niece and nephew, and you have to be proud when you sit and listen. They are. They, they're so well-spoken, and they have so many things going for them. It's awesome to see. And you were telling me Courtney got shafted. Yeah. She said that she's slated to go to the Hawaii State Convention. And they've gone virtual. Oh, what a rip. And I don't know why. They're taking the COVID mandates off on the 25th of March. So that's too bad, Courtney. But uh, someday she'll get there. Hey, we're going to get to markets next. Rocky's going to join us from Premier. It's market time. Let's get over to Premier Livestock over in Withy. Rocky Olson is with us. Good morning, Rocky. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. you got to be getting awful busy here in a day or two. That's right. Well, we're kind of busy every day, but well, yes, we're uh, going to be really busy. I guess we'll talk about that in a while, but catch us up on the livestock numbers first at Premier. Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's special uh, dairy heifer auction shaped up at Premier Livestock. We had a very nice run of dairy heifers. We sold 450 head of dairy heifers on a very strong, aggressive market. Most of the better quality open heifers selling from a dollar ten to a dollar fifty-five per pound. Top shortbreads eleven hundred to thirteen seventy-five. We had Springers up to seventeen fifty. Uh, today, Wednesday's dairy cattle auction, we have two complete herd dispersals. Uh, both the herds are tie stall milk cows, but they're born and raised in free stalls. And uh, when they're not milked in the tie stall barn, they are in the free stalls all the time. They're going to have an 85-pound tank average on that one herd of cows. Uh, lots of top cows milking 100 to 135 pounds on test. Uh, many other fresh cow consignments, several of them being registered. We got uh, 50 to 70 uh, spring and heifers and cows. Uh, we also have an exceptional consignment of some registered Holstein breeding bulls. Uh, be some heifer uh, breeding bulls, and there'll be some cow-sized breeding bulls. Those are coming from uh, Sandy Valley Registered Holsteins. Uh, they're to sell the bulls at 12 o'clock noon. Full details. 
uh, on today's auction uh, on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Them Sandy Valley bulls, there is a full catalog on the website on those as well. So if you're looking for some good bulls, come on over at noon. Uh, we'll have online bidding through Cattle USA. Uh, there will be also online bidding um, through Cowbuyer on the bulls. Uh, reminder, no hay auction today. No hay auction. Due to the machinery auction this Friday, uh, we need all the room we can. Uh, like I said, that's going to start this Friday at 9 o'clock a.m. Uh, just note, guys, don't be late. We're starting with equipment right away at 9.30 in the morning. We're not starting with small stuff, nothing like that. We're on good equipment right at 9.30 in the morning. Uh, we'll have three rings all day. Two of those rings will be online through equipmentfacts.com. Uh, note when you're looking at our sale that you got to look at ring one, you got to look at ring two, and in those rings, that will be the sale order that the items are going to be sold. Questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Like I said, lots more detailed information uh, on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. And, Bob, that's the way it shaped up. So are you going to be out there calling bids, or what are you going to be doing? Uh, I'll be in one of the trucks uh, getting everything in order and making sure everything's going smooth. All right. Well, you got a big J heady on Friday. That is for sure. But we'll catch up with you again tomorrow morning. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. There he goes. That's Rocky over there at Premier Livestock. In with you. Well, what kind of weather are they going to have for that auction on Friday and the rest of the world going to have? Let's find out. Let's get over to Skywarn 13. Mike Dandry is with us. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. You flatter me saying that I'll tell the weather for the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you got it handled. You know what's going on. I'll tell you. But uh, how much rain do you figure? I haven't checked the rain gauge. I don't know if we've got a rain gauge out yet but uh, with the frost in the ground. But uh, what do you figure we've gotten so far? And I suppose it's varied around the area. Yeah, so actually uh, in Eau Claire anyways, yesterday we got .64, so about two-thirds okay. uh, in terms of rain. And uh, down by La Crosse, they got just over a half inch as well. So, uh, you know, it was a, a decent dent. I mean, of course, we're in a little bit of a deficit because we didn't have a lot of snow there. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's certainly helping to make some headway. And uh, with more chances for rain today, really going to be a big help. Yeah, we'll follow. It's fun to follow. You drive over to the east on some of that flatter ground. The water's just sitting there and... As temperatures warm up and the ground breaks up a little bit, it'll soak right in. So not running off a whole lot. There are places, of course, as always, with frost in the ground. But uh, it's a welcome moisture, and some of it's even white. Tell us about it. <laughs> well, yeah, so this is really a, a sort of variety pack of everything because, well, right now, if you look outside, a little bit of, as I like to call, snizzle, a little bit of drizzle and snow. But I think we'll see more in the way of rain uh, going into the afternoon, maybe some chances for snowflakes trying to work its way into the mix. But later tonight, that's when we will have some snowflakes trying to work their way again more more, uh, more so in the Chippewa Valley. But temperatures today really going to hang out in those mid to upper 30s for the most part before we dip to around the freezing point later tonight. And as that does, as this precipitation really tapers off, I think we'll see more in the way of snow. Now, as far as accumulations, it looks about a half or less than a half an inch possible in the Chippewa Valley. But it's a different story if we head off towards the northeast and parts of uh, Taylor County where they're actually looking at a winter weather advisory. It is possible to get uh, two, maybe even three inches of snow up that way. As far as Thursday, though, starting to taper off, mostly cloudy conditions and temperatures mostly holding steady around those low to mid 40s for cooling it off into the low 30s by Thursday night. Now, Friday, another chance of just a little bit of rain and snow. This would be rather scattered, not a lot of moisture behind a cold front that is moving through. What that's ultimately going to do is set up a mostly sunny but rather cold weekend as we'll really struggle to get out of the 30s. Right now in Eau Claire, though, again, we're looking at a little bit of that snow drizzle type thing, as I like to call it. Otherwise, temperature of 36 degrees. I'm Skyward 13 meteorologist Mike Dandria. Oh, lots to do here in Wisconsin weather-wise, but uh, <laughs> appreciated moisture. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Bob. You have a good one. You too. Mike Dandria over at Skywarn 13 with our look at the weather on wax this morning. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, we're about 22 minutes before 6 o'clock. We've got markets, a lot of stuff going on yet. We've got to get some news, though. Morgan is standing by in the newsroom patiently. Well... Did you get some much-needed rain on the Boyceville Gold uh, yesterday and last night? It's a little soggy out there right now, really? that's for sure. We're going to do it a lot of tiptoeing around the yard. 
<laughs> I think most people are, but yeah. uh, welcome, Rain. What's going on? Well, we're going to start with headlines that keep us in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Authorities in Jackson County say a Fairchild man died in an unusual industrial accident yesterday morning. Police received that call. Uh, at the man identified as 44-year-old Tony Killian died while performing maintenance work on a pump in a pond on Garfield Road. They say the pump rolled over and pinned him under the water. Fire crews used heavy equipment to free him, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. Looking into the Kadat area, crews from five departments were on scene, and it took about an hour to bring a fire under control at a home that was said to have started while making maple syrup. Fire officials say the blaze was at a home on 45th Avenue in the town of Lafayette. It started about 3 o'clock and was under control within an hour. No one was hurt in that fire. On that note, though, Eau Claire firefighters are on track to set a record for the number of calls in a year. Last week, the department had received 2,168 calls for service. Last year, firefighters answered about 9,800. Deputy Chief for EMS here in Eau Claire, John Schultz, says they're able to stay on top of those calls. That's thanks to personnel and a dispatch team. Looking to the national stage, we have a little bit more information and the connection from a state lawmaker saying that the Biden administration is harming farmers by raising the price of fuel. With 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster looks closer with Tony Kurtz. Speaking on National Agriculture Day, State Assemblyman Tony Kurtz says that rulings that led to the end of the construction of the Keystone on XL pipeline have raised fuel costs. It's amazing how many people, farmers in my area, say, why in the world would he do that? What we were energy interdependent. We have plenty of energy. We need to produce right here in this country. The Keystone XL pipeline would have carried Canadian tar sands oil through the U.S. for export to other countries. I'm John DeMaster. Well, the Zoom is powering down for Eau Claire City Council. They're going to log out and return to in-person meetings. Last night, the City Council voted to do away with virtual meetings and resume in-person council meetings. That starts with their April 11th session. And from here, live in our local 715newsroom.com, I'm Morgan McCarthy. And now you, you're up to date with Bob Bosold and Jill on the Midwest Farm Show with Wax 104.5. You know the two words in the English language that I just hate now? Mm-hmm. Zoom and virtual. You're done with them? I'm done with them. That's how I feel about snow and more. <laughs> this time of year, those are my two words. I don't want to hear it anymore. Oh, okay. Well, we hopefully we won't have to. All right. Maybe both of us will stay happy then. I hope so. Thank you, ma'am. Anytime, Bob. There's Morgan in the newsroom this morning taking a look at news. We've got calendar. A lot of stuff going on here at WAC. Brought to you by Christensen Sales. Auction schedules online at ChristensenSales.com. On Tuesday, April 5th, Christensen Sales of Abbotsford will handle the complete auction of the herd of John and Don Herrick in Boyd. They're selling the farm and leaving the industry. Sale will start at 1130 on April 5th at the farm south of Boyd on 305th Street. 65 Holstein cows, 10 Holstein shortbread heifers, 13 Holstein heifers ready to breed will all sell. It's a very young herd of cows with 33 of those cows being first and second lactation. Again, that's the Don and John Herrick complete dairy herd dispersal. Tuesday, April 5th, 1130 at the farm south of Boyd from Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Coming up on 17 minutes before 6 o'clock again 36 degrees out there. Some mix of uh, snizzle. Some snow and a little drizzle out there so be aware of that. Uh, speaking of weather, South America has been interesting to follow. What's the latest down there, Jill? Well, the South America drought continues, even though that part of the world has gotten some much-needed rain in the last week or two. Argentina, a leading exporter of corn and soybeans, has extended the state of emergency on the Parana River until the end of June. Reports say that their river level has fallen its lowest in 78 years and has restricted loading levels on ships on the port of Rosaria, which accounts for 85% of the country's ag exports. Oh, that is a lot. And a few things going on around the area. we got some busy calendar times right now. You bet. So if you, I'm going to say that word that Bob doesn't like, there's virtual office hours. But, you know, today it might be okay to snuggle in under your blanket, <laughs> learn about some pastures. And that's today from noon till one, and that's brought to you by Wren's Weed Science Lab. You need to register in advance so you can get that link. But if you registered in advance to go to talk about healthy soil harvest, that is also today from 1030 to 1 at Carlson Farm in New Richmond. But if you're hungry and you're part of the Wisconsin Hosting Association, head on down today at noon at Fanny's Supper Club in Nielsville. 
they're going to be getting together and doing a supper club social. And looking ahead to this two oh nope two weekends or three weekends on April tenth. If you're out for in, interested in pancakes, you head on up to Chippewa Falls from nine to one thirty on Sunday, April tenth, the Columbus Association Hall. That's sponsored by the Chippewa Falls FFA and FFA alumni. All right, so lots of things going on, and again, I'll tell you that as I talked earlier, the Chippewa County Farm Technology Days is coming in 2024. It'll be either a June or August show. It won't be a July show, but our site selection committee got together and uh, putting together that application form, so it's not quite available yet, but it will be very, very soon. But make sure you talk. Farms in Chippewa County, again, about 60 to 80 acres for tent city and parking, another couple hundred acres for some field demonstrations, and also some, you know, background with a grounds committee can keep their trucks and backhoes and all that sort of stuff and you know all the things that they need to make tent city work so again if you think you'd uh, like to be considered your farm or go with a neighbor you know two can host this as well as one so again think about that the actual deadline for filling out the form is april 29th so you got some time but again chippewa chippewa economic development corporation is in uh, charge of this but again in chippewa county farmers Think about hosting Farm Technology Days in 2024. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's about 12 minutes before 6 o'clock. It's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Eau Claire or Altoona Equity. Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.15 to $1.35. We did top at $1.37.5. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.10 to $1.35. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.20 to $1.33. We topped at $1.35.5. Choice Holstein steers, $1.10 to $1.19. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.09 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 75 to 85. We topped at 88 and 60% of the cows sold from 61 to 74. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 60 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, top 80% of the organic cows sold from 85 to $1.04. We topped at $1.05. Bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 84 and down. Cold bulls sold from 70 to $1. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 55 to $200 per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from $55 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $100 to $300 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on March 18th. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty to a dollar sixty-eight. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty-five. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar sixty-seven and a half. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar sixty-two. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty-five to a dollar thirty-six. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, seventy-five to a dollar thirteen. We are now selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the El Tuna Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, April 1st. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the El Tuna Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in El Tuna. Have a great day. Let's get to more markets as we head over to the Equity Stratford Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Well, you're getting rain, you're getting snow. What's it like over your way this morning? Well, good morning to you, Bob. We're kind of getting something of everything. I Before on the deck, a little bit of snow. I don't know if it's going to stick or not. The, uh, I like what your weather guy talks about, snizzle. Uh, another term for it, but we can't put that on the air. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. But it's March in Wisconsin, and anything can happen. That's for sure. Well, how's the market been going so far with Stratford this week? Well, the market's been going good, Bob. We'll tell the folks about it. Uh, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. Uh, before we get into the livestock in, we'll just uh, touch on the hay and straw uh, uh, sales here that, uh, yesterday. Large square grass mixed hay, 40 to 45 per bale. Your larger squares of second and third crop, mostly from 65 to 75 per bale. Long bales are selling mostly from 25 to 55, depending upon the quality. Small squares are mostly from 250 
fifty per bale on the hay, and of course their next hay auction will be next Tuesday. Now we'll get into the livestock end of it. Uh, we saw organic cows here, organic market cows every Tuesday, and higher yielding organics on yesterday's auction were selling from ninety six to one hundred seven, and your lower yielding organic cows uh, ninety to ninety five. On the conventional type market cows yesterday, uh, still a steady trend on those, and they were selling from uh, uh, seventy five to uh, eighty three, and uh, most of the cows on yesterday's auction selling between 58 and 74, and thinner cows, those are below 58. On the bull trade, better quality bulls, 85 to 105, lighter weight bulls below 80. Uh, calf market so far this week, most of the Holstein bull calves, a dollar to a dollar 90. Beef calves, 175 to 375, and very strong trade on Monday, up to 430 on those. But we are on Wednesday, so we will highlight the sales for today, and that will start at 10 o'clock with uh, uh, market cows, conventional market cows today, and also self-fed cattle today, and uh, market bulls, sheep, hog, and goats, uh, and baby calves. That'll be this morning. Our feeder cattle sale gets going around noon hour, and we got a nice run of feeder cattle sale for the sale today. Uh, I guess the feature consignment will be a consignment of black black bulls and uh, black Angus bulls, black Angus heifers. And these, these cattle are we. They're going to weigh oh, anywhere from about four to 700 pounds. We also have some breeding bulls today. So, again, Feeder sale today will be a noontime start, and our auction tomorrow does start at 11. And we do have some special sales coming up here in April, including a, a special dairy sale on April 5th. And, and uh, on that day, we do have a very good quality herd of uh, herd dispersal for dairy cattle. Uh, we have pictures of those, some of the cows on the website. So, folks, again, it's on, there's only 40 of these from that herd, but it's a very, very nice herd of cows. Uh, tank average is 85 pounds. He's got a very good components, floral butter fat, very low somatic. So if you're Folks are looking for some good quality dairy cattle. That'll be April 5th, 11 o'clock. More to say about that later. And, uh, again, invite the folks to take a look at our website. Uh, a lot of information, like I said, upcoming sales in April and May. So, Bob, that's what we have here this morning. Man, it's almost 5 to 6 already. You so bet. we better let you, we better you get... enjoy the day and stay uh, stay dry. We'll do our best. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over there at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And Synergy Co-op at Ridgeland bringing us our markets. Born a trade a little higher overnight after uh, early start strong yesterday and fell off a little bit. July corn this morning, one to two higher at seven thirty one a bushel. The oats up three at six seventy two. July soybeans up fourteen at sixteen ninety three. Meal up three seventy a ton at four seventy four twenty, and wheat up four at eleven oh five. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain triple falls in the Connorsville location. Corn is at six seventy nine and beans are at sixteen thirty seven. Doomer's grain of Holman and Buck Country Arcadia. Corn is at six seventy two and soybeans are at sixteen thirty four. And on the DTN screen at Golden Plump, corn today cashes at six sixty one at Baldwin, Elmwood, and Fall Creek. Corn is six sixty four. The beans sixteen eighteen. Duran six sixty two and sixteen eighteen. Mondovi six sixty six and sixteen eighteen and Osseo the corn is six sixty nine a bushel soybean sixteen eighteen Stevens Point sixteen oh six on the beans Elk Mound corn six sixty seven soybean sixteen thirty five down at Sparta six seventy nine and sixteen twenty six Ellsworth six fifty nine and sixteen oh five at the ethanol plants corn caches today at Boyceville at six eighty nine Stanley six eighty seven New Richmond six eighty two barrel cheese up eight and a half two fifteen and a half Blocks up seven and a quarter to two twenty one. Butter up two at two seventy nine and three quarters. March class three up two at twenty two forty two. April twenty four thirty one up fifty seven. May twenty five oh three. June twenty five dollars even up thirty eight cents. July up twenty five at twenty four seventy five. Again, we got that snizzle today. A little snow, a little drizzle, and a high about thirty eight. And tomorrow just cloudy, but it'll get up to about forty five. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety.